Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Leafs Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive, also now the new host of Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. Catch that show each and every day, Monday to Friday, 12 till 1 o'clock. You can also catch it on the iHeartRadio apps or on the TSN app. Um, hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast leave a rating and review as well that would be much much appreciated and would certainly help me grow this uh grow this podcast which i've come to uh come to put as my in, into my daily routine and i would like to grow it as big as possible and get a, a big group of leaf fans a big group of leafs contingent following along to the pod uh, a couple of things that we're going to talk about today and before i get to it i will tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by rock auto amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts car will ever need visit rockauto.com tell them that locked on sent you so a couple things about today. Uh, we're going to be kind of recapping the uh, win over the weekend against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Big-time victory. They finally woke up, so they got a big two points in that win. We'll go through the three stars and some things that I liked about uh, about the Leafs' performance. But tonight is all about the return of Austin Matthews. The Maple Leafs hosting the New York Rangers, an American team. For once, they don't have to play the same six Canadian teams like they have for the last calendar year. Um, they will get a chance to play an American team tonight for the first time. They're the final team in the NHL to not have a cross-border game. And that all, that streak, I suppose, uh, will end tonight. But Austin Matthews returning to the lineup is definitely the bigger story here. So we'll get into what that could do for the lineup, what that means for the Maple Leafs, and just uh, generally preview the game and give you my best bets as well for tonight. Uh, but before we do, let's get right into Saturday night's victory. Leafs uh, defeating the Ottawa Senators by a score of 3-1. to one. And it was a good start, right? Two quick goals in the first period to set the tone. Uh, it was something that everybody was kind of watching, right? Game one against Montreal, not a great first 10 minutes. Game two against Ottawa. Although Sheldon Keefe didn't seem to mind the start, I'm sure he wasn't happy with it, but he didn't mind it. They did find themselves down uh, 3 nothing pretty early on and 3 nothing going into the second period. Not ideal. That's not what they wanted to do uh, when they went to, to play Ottawa again on Saturday at home. So they didn't. So they got off to a good start. They scored uh, a couple of goals. First one, Wayne Simmons scoring on the doorstep uh, with a tap in between the legs of the goaltender. And uh, a nice setup, though, by Rasmus Sandin, who I thought had an excellent, excellent game. I'll get into that in just a little bit. Alex Kerfoot, um, a, a great, you know what? What really helped this team establish energy and establish themselves to have a good start was really like aggression on the forecheck. It was very aggressive forecheck. They were in on pucks. They were batting pucks down, you know, keeping clears um, from getting cleared. And Kerfoot's goal, um, he held the line on a clear-out attempt, put the puck into the corner, Nylander goes into battle for it, strips the puck off the defenseman, and then from the corner, spots Kerfoot head into the net, pass it out in front, boom, Kerfoot gets a tap-in, the second tap-in right in front of the goaltender of the game, and all of a sudden the Leafs are up 2-0 and they're feeling good. 
feeling great in front of a home crowd. First Saturday night game uh, for the Maple Leafs of the season. Everything was going well, um, and that's exactly what a starting on time does for you, does for this team. It really sets the tone for the night, and I thought the Maple Leafs did a good job carrying it in. Uh, Michael Bunting then scoring later in the game. His first has a Maple Leafs uh, showed really nice patience to wait out the defender. Skated into the slot and got Forsbrook kind of going, uh, leaning one way, and then it opened up just enough room short side for Bunting to fire it back the way that he just came for the goal. Uh, one that Forsberg probably would want back a little bit, but uh, an all-around a much better effort from the Maple Leafs in that game against uh, against the Sens on Saturday evening. Let's go through the three stars of the game. So coming in as the third star, I'm giving it to the second line. So the line of Michael Bunting, Alex Kerfoot, and William Nylander, clearly um, they've been the most outstanding line to me offensively. They've been the most productive, the most consistent line through the first three games, and it obviously showed up big in their 3-1 win over Ottawa. Michael Bunting, like I said, he scored a goal. Kerfoot scored a goal. And just all around, you know, whether it's defensively, whether it's offensively, whether it's bunting, being a bit of a pest, whether he's drawing penalties, which he's now done in three straight games. Nylander, the lone team or the lone player on this team to have points in all three games so far this season. Kerfoot has played phenomenally, uh, being thrusted into a top six center position. Uh, I've really liked what I've seen out of the second line. Most likely this whole line will get broken up, though, tonight. We'll get to that a little bit later as Austin Matthews is drawn back in and I think the obvious is that John Tavares slides down and, and Kerfoot also ends up on the third line. But we'll get to that shortly. Um, but a, a great stat here picked up by Mark Masters. I saw him tweet out that dating back to the playoffs and into the end of the last regular season. So last year, the end of the season, as well as the seven games of the playoffs and the first uh, three games into this year. So that's what, 14? regular the final 14 regular season games the seven playoff games and the first three games this year he has points in 21 of 24 um, and by he I mean William Nylander can't remember if I said his name or not but yeah William Nylander points in 21 of his last 24 games played including the playoffs this year and last year towards the end of the season consistency this guy is becoming consistent it's really allowing him to flourish and has he's been the the least best player through the opening week of the season. Uh, my second star, I'm giving it to Rasmus Sandin. I thought this kid was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I'm not the only one. I saw Carlo Koliakovo uh, of TSN 1050, former Maple Leaf, also pumping his tires a little bit after I did, which made me feel pretty good. But I'll, I'll read out what I tweeted after the first period um, of that game. I tweeted this out on my on my personal account. That was an exceptional period for Rasmus Sandin. Good vision and patience on the assist. Defended well and has been extremely active in the offensive zone. That stick lift late on the power play to keep Ottawa from clearing the zone was subtly clutch as well. Extremely encouraging to see. Um, and it was. It was very encouraging to see. You know, I, for two things. One... To have a to have Sandin, someone who is a first round pick, you're hoping takes that next step sooner rather than later, to see him come out and start the way that he has so far, and to have his maybe his best game, honestly, that I've seen him play as a Maple Leaf, uh, it is really really encouraging to see, and the fact that in the back of everyone's mind is going to be Morgan Riley being a UFA. It, it it certainly puts it at ease, the fact that if the Leafs lose Morgan Riley this offseason, 
if Sandine is playing the way that he is, uh, that is a good sign. And he played uh, almost 18 minutes. So it's not even like he was sheltered with like 13, 14 minutes like we saw most times last year. Played a solid 17 minutes, 50 seconds um, on uh, on the ice last night. Or Saturday night, a couple shots on goal, had an assist. He was a plus two, three hits, so he was you know physical. I really liked what I saw at Erasmus Sandin uh, on Saturday night, so definitely wanted to give him a big-time shout-out with my second star. But the first star going to the one and only Soupy, Jack Campbell. This guy has been phenomenal for the Maple Leafs to start the year. He's played in all four games, and it's four games in six nights that going into tonight's game will be his fourth game through six nights because he had to come in in Ottawa uh, to do finish out that game when Morazic went down. So he's playing all four. And I what makes me most encouraged is the fact that last year he suffered from fatigue early on in the season, and the fact that he's feeling good, he hasn't really had any issues or setbacks, and he looks like he's picking up right where he left off. This is all very encouraging signs for the Maple Leafs, who are hoping that this guy can be a legitimate, uh, well, a, a grade-A tandem-type goaltender. But for the meantime, he needs to be a legitimate grade-A starting goaltender. And he's been nothing but that through the first few games. Was that once again in, in Ottawa, stopping 21 to 22 shots. Did get a little bit of help on that one goal that got uh, called back. Um off of the offside call there. But, you know, Jack Campbell's just been steady Eddie, man. This guy's been unbelievable. And the crowd really get coming up to their feet, you know, yelling, soupy, soupy. Um, so, love it. Thanks. Keep her coming, Jack. Uh, you're playing phenomenally. And you got another game tonight against the New York Rangers. Uh, one thing that I want to get into before we move on to tonight's game is this whole... Alex Bishop's story. So I'm sure everybody is well aware of what happened. Alex Bishop ended up suiting up behind Jack Campbell. Um, he was a, a U of T goaltender, literally currently the U of T University of Toronto goaltender for their men's hockey team. They signed him as, you know, an amateur tryout deal and tossed him in as the backup goaltender, not as, as an e-bug. I mean, basically as an e-bug, but legitimately as the number two. Like, if Campbell got hurt, Alex Bishop was going to have to go in and play that game. It was a good story. And even Bishop said, I heard him on the radio today, he was doing first up uh, with uh, Aaron Krolnick and Carlo Koliakobo. And even he said, he said, man, Jack Campbell is, is, is literally the nicest human. Like, he was going out of his way, uh, breaking up his natural routine, just kind of help me, you know, get into things, help me see how, how like, the pregame is done when I'm supposed to go in and, and take shots and chatting with them in between commercial breaks and whatnot. Uh, but so like, it's a good story, but the fact that they had to use Alex Bishop as this team's backup is a problem. So for those, cause I know there's a lot of people sounding off on it on Twitter. Like why exactly is this happening? Like, can't they use the emergency recall? to bring up Hutchinson like they did the following day, literally the next day they brought up Michael Hutchinson and now he tonight will back up Jack Campbell and for the foreseeable future until Peter Mrazek gets back. But um, I, I guess the rule within the CBA is that they need to play at least one game shorthanded in order to enact the emergency call-up rule. That That's what it was. Now, they could have technically 
called up Michael Hutchinson. Uh, they could have sent down Michael Amadio or sent down Timothy Lilligren and played one skater short to make sure they had a, a legitimate goaltender as, as the backup. But they kind of rolled the dice, and they said, you know what, hopefully Campbell can play the whole night. We'll keep a full 18-skater roster, and hopefully we don't have to use the backup goalie because in that case, they would have it would have been interesting. That's, that's for sure. So there were options to get a backup, and it was just a bit of a gamble. But it's one that they shouldn't really have to make. Like, in my opinion, I talked about this on Lease Lunch today, and I was getting into it a little bit with uh, with with Mike Johnson, former Maple Leaf and TSN hockey analyst. And I was saying, like, because COVID sometimes is, is an issue still, and Colorado had to play a man short too, and then they weren't able to use emergency recall until the following day for the same reason. But because of of COVID and because of injuries like this happening. Like, why do they have the must-play-one-game shorthanded rule before emergency call-up as as a rule? Why is that a rule? I find that to be so dumb. Like, hella stupid. Uh, but it is what it is. And for those wondering why exactly the Leafs had to use Alex Bishop uh, to be their backup goaltender on Saturday, it's essentially because, A, they didn't have cap space to bring up another player, B, they didn't want to send down Michael Amadio and possibly lose him to waivers. They also didn't want to send down Timothy Lilligram because the other wrinkle, which actually is a big reason for this, Justin Hull did not play because he was ill. So they had to put Lilligram into the lineup instead of papering him down to the AHL, in which case they could have brought up Hutchinson, uh, Hutchinson but that did not, uh, they weren't able to because they want to play with a full roster. So a couple of those things and the fact that they just don't have the salary cap led to Alex Bishop having to serve as the backup goaltender for Jack Campbell Saturday night. Now, luckily, he didn't have to take the net. The Maple Leafs won the game. Jack Campbell played the entire time, and it did not really factor into things. But what if, like, Jack Campbell went down and the Leafs had to use Alex Bishop? Like, man, that could have been a... Wild game. I mean, we obviously all remember the David Ayers game. Uh, this one would have been probably just as interesting, we'll say, uh, as as that one. But, you know, going forward, I, I really hope they address this emergency recall. Maybe they can do an amendment uh, that you don't have to play a game shorthanded. Uh, so that you you can call somebody up in an emergency basis, such as a couple of injuries uh, to players as well as a sickness. Therefore, your team is shorthanded. And based on an emergency, these emergencies, you should be able to bring somebody up as opposed to sending somebody or signing someone off the street to be on your roster. I think it's just absolutely asinine, insane, and dumb. And hopefully... Um, we don't have to go through this anymore. It was kind of just, uh, it, it was really just uh, a, a series of events that led to it. That said, with the Maple Leafs and other, t- like the, the Leafs aren't the only team that have to do this. Colorado did this the other day too. Vegas, I remember, had to do this a couple times last year. But with with the flat cap, so many teams are so up against it that they can't really afford to bring guys up uh, if if a couple of short term injuries occur along with like a COVID sickness, then all of a sudden they're shorthanded and are unable to, based on the CBA rulings, get somebody up there on emergency recall basis until they've played one game shorthanded. It's just so dumb, um, so stupid, and hopefully 
maybe the conversations that I'm having here right now with you guys, the conversations that are being had all around the the hockey world based on what we saw happen the other night uh, can maybe bring light to this to this situation and maybe they can make some sort of amendment for uh, really extreme circumstances so they can get real NHL bodies on rosters, not guys signed off the street playing university hockey. Um, But let's turn the page on that one. Uh, Game four of the season coming up tonight. Leafs hosting the New York Rangers at the Scotiabank Arena. The first time they've played an American team since the original playoff bubble when they lost out to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, On the other side, I will preview the matchup, give my betting previews, and then also talk a little bit about uh, some injury updates we have on a couple of Maple Leafs and Maple Leafs rookies. And we'll do all that when we return here on the Locked On Leafs podcast. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, price at Rock Auto are always reliably low and the same for the professionals as the do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or your truck and write locked on on their how'd you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you all your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows in all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's a no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, welcome back to the Locked on These Podcasts, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. Once again, I am Mike DiStefano, the host of this podcast, also the host of Leafs Lunch on TSN 1050. Uh, and this is a daily Maple Leafs podcast, so make sure you're subscribed. Make us your first listen of the day uh, as we do update. Uh, I try to update. My, uh, life's gotten a little busy over the last little bit, as you can imagine. But my, my goal is to update uh, four or five days a week, Monday through Friday, each and every day. Uh, so make sure you subscribe so you can get all that content, all that Maple Leafs content, directly to your phone. Uh, so like we said, turn in the page to Game 4 tonight. Leafs Rangers down at the Scotiabank Arena. And it's the return of Austin Matthews, he is back. Tony returns to the Buds, uh, Mr. Opening Night, as we like to call him, right? Nine goals, three assists, 12 points, and his five-season debuts uh, tonight making his debut. Will that continue? Quite possibly. A little bit later on, we'll be doing a betting preview sponsored by betonline.ag. 
I might have uh, a prop bet when it comes to Matthews scoring tonight. But anyways, uh, I think this is great. Um, I've been waiting for Austin Matthews to return. He's the best player on the Maple Leafs. He just adds that that extra element of scoring touch to this team, something that has really been missing also. I mean, they've only scored, what, seven goals in, in three games so far? I mean... That top line has been inexistent. Tavares and Marner have yet to to hit the score sheet, and potentially that can all change with the insertion of Austin Matthews. So, what does this do to the lineup tonight? Like this, this makes the lineup just a lot deeper. At the end of the day, that's what this does. Makes this lineup so much deeper, a lot more full, and it really, really allows this power play to flourish. Let's start with the lineup, though. So here's what we're expecting to see tonight. There was uh, an optional morning skate, so we don't have the exact lines of what we'll see. But this is what what I'm expecting, what what I think most people are expecting. Um, Nick Ritchie, as much as I would probably rather take him off the top line, um, you know, he got his tires pumped a little bit by Keefe after Saturday night's game in Ottawa. Uh, and, and I think he really wants to see what this trio can do before he takes Richie off that line, before he kind of yanks him. So I think we're going to see Richie, Matthews, and Marner. And then bunting with Tavares and Nylander. So Tavares gets kicked down back to the second line. Kerfoot gets kicked down to the third line, but he moves over to the wing, in my estimation. I think it'll be Kerfoot, Kampf, and Kashe, and then Engvall, Spezza, and Simmons. So obviously this is a much deeper lineup, right? Michael Amadio's out, and you have some guys in more favorable positions. Potentially Engvall could center the line here, um, and Spezza could move to the wing. But Engvall, Spezza, and Simmons I think is going to be the line there. Um, And for me, that fourth line, Although they they haven't played all that much, which I think is fine um, so far early this season, it seems a lot better with Engvall over Amadio just based on the fact that they haven't looked good because they've looked slow, very, very slow. Um, They look better in that game against Ottawa, but Engvall... Uh, adds a little bit of a speed element along with Spezza and Simmons. And I think that is a pretty good fourth line. I like that as a fourth line, as a, as a nice trio. So we'll get to see that. And that's some good depth. Uh, Kerfoot, Camp, and Kasha, the triple K line. Look, this should they should be very relentless defensively. Kerfoot has really stepped his game up defensively. Uh, he's a guy who they trust on the PK. He's a guy they trust taking defensive zone Faceoffs like he he has in the last couple of games. Uh, obviously, we know what Camp and Kashe have done so far with this group and being that shutdown line. So this is that shutdown line that Sheldon Keefe has been waiting for. Uh, so that's what they now have: Kerfoot, Camp, and Kashe. I'm excited to see what uh, what's in store for them. And this is a pretty deep Rangers roster too. So I think they're going to have a good matchup, whether it's against Alexi Lafreniere or up against Panarin or Mika Zibanejad. Uh, I I think I read that Ryan Stroh might not be in this game, so that certainly helps Toronto in terms of trying to corral depth because he's a big piece um, down the middle for them. But uh, I, I'm I'm excited to see what this lineup could do. And, and there's a nice little element of speed with guys like Kerfoot and Kashe there, which could help with the transition game into the offense. And we know that Kasha has some really good offensive skill to him, as does Kerfoot. And, uh, well, Kampf, he's kind of just there along for the ride, right? He's going to go. He's going to clear pucks uh, away from the net and allow those 
those two to flank up the ice and uh, and and try and create some offense. So I really like the the makeup of this line. We'll see what it looks like in action here tonight. Uh, as for the top two lines, I, Marner's got to get going. Played well, him and Tavares, I thought played well in Ottawa. Didn't hit the score sheet. They had a couple of good chances. But now you got Austin Matthews returning. He should be able to bring Marner back into the fight, right? This should be enough to give him a nice jolt in the arm. Let's get these guys going, Nick Ritchie as well, and let's get some offense out of this top top six here, this top line. You know, we were getting offense from Bunting, Kerfoot, and Nylander, so I expect for Nylander to keep playing his game. Hopefully now that Tavares... Uh, comes onto the line. I still hope that Nylander drives it. I really, really do. I think he's earned that right. I think he's earned the the opportunity and the ability to be the driver on that line based on how he's playing. 21 points in his last, or t- points in 21 of his last 24 games. He's been the least best player uh, so far, and he was playing on a line with Kerfoot and Bunting, carrying them carrying the line. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't say that because actually Bunting and Kerfoot had played well, but he spent, he was controlling that line. He was the driving force of that line who's been really, really good. And I think I I play through Nylander with, even with Tavares there. I think that would be in their best, uh, their best interest. So Bunting, Tavares, and Nylander line two. And then we'll see, uh, hopefully, Richie, Matthews, and Marner can get some things going here. Uh, but we'll also get to see, uh, get a chance to see how this new look power play will perform with now all the parts in play. <clears throat> now everyone's back, right? So um, we have John Tavares as the net front presence role. You now have Marner as in the bumper role, which hasn't looked that comfortable in the bumper roll, if I'll be honest with you. But, again, now that Matthews is back, we'll see exactly what everything looks like when it's all put 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 uh, put to the test here. You've got the two flanks now of Matthews and Nylander, both shooting threats, which should open up space for both of those guys. No longer can you just strictly cheat towards Matthews or cheat towards Nylander. you got to pick, which means it's going to get spaced out, and they're both going to have open ice to try and make some things happen with their lethal shots. Uh, and then Morgan Riley, I'm assuming, uh, will continue to man the power play up at the top uh, as the point man. So I'm excited to see what the power play looks like tonight. Obviously, Matthews uh, adds that 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 monstrous goal-scoring element to the lineup as, as a whole, but also on the power play. Um, so, yeah, we'll take one more quick break. When we get back, let me get to – actually, you know what? Uh, yeah, we'll take one more quick break. When we get back, I'll get to tonight's betting preview quickly, talk about some props that I like, and then uh, talk a little bit about also um, some uh, some other news and notes from around the team. So we'll do all that when we return here on the Locked on Leafs podcast. We're back and better than ever. All eyes on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. And they're getting back onto the ice for some hockey. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything Football, you can head to the website or use your promo device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial investment just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code 
NFL 100. From football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back into Locked on Leafs. Maple Leafs taking on the New York Rangers tonight in Toronto. Matthew's making his season debut. We'll get to my best bets brought to you by betonline.ag in just a moment. Uh, I'm Mike DiStefano, by the way, the host of this program. I got a couple of notes, though, that I want to get to before I do. So Peter Mrazek is going to be out for a couple of weeks. Michael Hutchinson officially, finally recalled yesterday. Um, after, you know, what we chatted about after having to put uh, Alex Bishop as the team's backup on Saturday. Uh, So, but Peter Morazic out a couple of weeks with that groin injury, not not great. Like, the fact that he, there was already some skepticism on his health coming into the year, uh, that was one of the big things about both of them, both Morazic and Jack Campbell, is they've never Really, I mean, Mrazek did earlier in his year, but early in his years in Detroit. But recently, Mrazek hasn't played a full 82-game slate. Uh, well, not that he's, but like he hasn't been a number one. He hasn't stayed healthy over the last couple of years either, which has been a big problem for uh, for him. And that was an issue coming in that people were talking about. Like, hopefully he can stay healthy. Like, yeah, it's great, but is he going to be able to stay healthy? And uh, 40 minutes into his Maple Leafs tenure, and down he goes. Now he's out a couple of weeks. So that's notable. Jack Campbell going to have to really take the reins here um, going forward and be the guy. Uh, there is a back-to-back later in the week. Friday, they're taking on the San Jose Sharks. Then they head out to Pittsburgh uh, for a Saturday game. Um, well, I'm assuming Michael Hutchinson will get the start there. So we'll see what happens uh, with Hutch and, and how they deal with the goaltending situation. But I would assume night two of a back-to-back, they'll probably roll with uh, with goalie number two, and that'll be Hutch. At that point in time, uh, Nick Robertson, uh, least prospect, least like one of their top prospects, injured in yesterday's Marley's game, needed help getting back to the room. They're calling it a leg injury. He's going to get reevaluated today. No timeline set yet, but some that's just tough luck, really tough luck for Nick Robertson. Um, not great for his development, uh, also, but like last year, he keep in mind, like the last year, so the Leafs. Don't let him go play in the World Juniors. And then he doesn't make the team at a camp. And then he comes up and plays, and then he gets hurt. And then he really didn't... Like, he missed a lot of time. Like, he only ended up playing like 26 games, uh, or 21 games last year um, with the Marlies after spending some time on the IR, injured, he had that foot injury, and then apparently there's a couple other injuries too that kind of just compiled and it ended up, which ended up him missing a, a bunch of time last year, but only got 26 games in as a whole last season, split between the Leafs and the Marlies. Um, the year before was a COVID-shortened season in that final year of junior where he Played amazing, uh, and unfortunately just didn't get to have a, a playoff run that he was hoping for. So he hasn't played a lot of hockey in the last two years. Uh, and, and you know, injuries now starting to uh, pile up. I just said how for Peter Morazic, that was kind of uh, a, a, a talking point going into the year. Now at this point, 
you know, is that going to start being a talking point with Nick Robertson? Is he going to be someone saying, if he could stay healthy, he could be this? But he's got to stay healthy. The best ability is availability. And unfortunately, uh, Nick Robertson's suffering uh, a leg injury that looks like is expected to keep him out uh, for a little bit. Uh, no exact timeline, but uh, won't won't be around for the next uh, next little bit here for the Marlies or for the Leafs, for that matter, if he were to have been able to get a call up. Uh, okay, tonight's best bets brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Uh, Rangers in Toronto taking on the Maple Leafs. The first time that the Leafs are hosting an American team since August 9th of 2020 when they hosted the Columbus Blue Jackets in the bubble. And technically, that's only because Toronto was chosen as the bubble. Before that, we'd have to go all the way back to March of 2020. Uh, but tonight, the Leafs favored heavily on the money line at minus 182. So if you think that Toronto is going to win, I would say the value actually sits with the puck line. You can get the puck line at plus money. So Toronto by two or more goals at plus 125. So if you think that they're going to win by a couple tonight, uh, maybe an insanely inspired game for Toronto. Um, you know, they're at home. It's Austin Matthews' first game. Maybe they go out and have themselves a doozy and win by two or more. Make the the, the puck line bet there at minus one and a half goals at plus 125 so you know you throw down 100 bucks you win 125 you want to even throw down a little less change since i am one of those people i I don't toss down 100 bucks on every game but if you toss down you know toss down 10 bucks you'll see uh 2250 go back into your account or no that'd be 20 uh yeah 2250 will go back into your account your 10 dollar bet plus the 1250 uh winnings on top of that uh, the over/under set at six goals tonight, so six goals is the over/under. Couple prop bets that I really like. Uh, like I said, Matthews, I think he's going to score tonight. I think he'll come out here and have a big game. He's Mister Big Game. He scored nine goals in season openers for himself. Uh, I think that he gets another one. He's minus 133 to score anytime. I like that prop. He's also one goal away from 200. So if he does it tonight, that's his 200th goal. In uh, in NHL uh, or in his career, so hopefully he can get that done and cash in that prop bet. But if Matthews is scoring and Matthews having a big night, I think that also means that Mitch Marner will have a big night. And I'm taking the over one and a half points, a multi-point night out of Mitch Marner. I'm seeing uh, plus one eighty-six, uh, so you can get some good value on that if you think that he can get multiple points tonight. Uh, Yeah, so that does it for today's podcast. Interesting night in Toronto. First time in a long time we'll see a U.S. opponent in Toronto. We'll get to see Alexi Lafreniere playing in Toronto. Adam Fox will be here for the first time since his Norris winning season. Lots and lots of new players that we have not seen play the Maple Leafs in quite some time. You can listen to the game on TSN 1050. Watch it on Sportsnet. Puck drop at 7 p.m. That'll do it for me here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms. Receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Lockdown Leafs. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow to recap the game, but until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leafs. Leafs.